All right, it is great to have you here. Friday, January 19th, we are one day away from playoff football for the San Francisco 49ers. And on that note, I have just inserted into the chat a link that will allow you to join us here on not just a mofo Friday, but a sports phone Friday, the longest continuously running sports phone program in the United States. As far as I'm concerned and as far as math is concerned, too, they're going to cancel it and drop it. I'm going to take it. They're going to take it back. I'm not relinquishing it. We got something that we care about over here. Thank you very much for being a part of it over here. It means an awful lot. And again, I have invited you on in. We got playoff football to talk about today. We have a sad story happening in the media once again. It really looks like today might be the last day that Sports Illustrated as we know it even exists Looks like everybody at the magazine has just been laid off. Uh, these stories, I've seen very, very little, um, but it doesn't look good. And in the world of a changing media space, there is no doubt there is more change coming. So again, if you'd like to talk, all you got to do is get aggressive, be confident, and slip on into the link that I have put on the chat and that'll allow you to come and talk to us here today on the Damon Bruce Show. Again, ahead of the fact that the Packers are coming to town on Saturday night, we got ourselves a big, big football game after another big football game that might be a real shocker. I would not be surprised at all to see the Houston Texans march into Baltimore and get something done there that very few people are expecting. And considering it feels like a one seed always goes down a little bit earlier than you expect, hopefully the Texans will take care of that so that is no longer even a reality for the 49ers as they get going against the Packers who look are more than just a good story the Packers are legitimate at this point in their season arc they didn't start the year as legitimate contenders but they're playing like one right now that offense is a threat I believe the 49ers are well prepared to deal with that threat you know I know everyone's feeling like Damon can I get a final from you how about 31-21, 49ers beat the Packers. You get a win, you get a cover, everyone goes home happy, and you get ready, hopefully healthy as hell, for an NFC title game. There will be rain in the forecast. I believe we've got an 80% chance of rain. I think that a ground game is the way to go about it, and I'm putting on my headphones because the very first person we're going to say hello to today is already lined up and ready to go. Again, don't be shy, boys and girls. Don't be shy. The link is in the chat. Let me put it up there one more time for you in case you're joining us a little bit late. Uh, God, I was watching a YouTube tutorial <laughs> earlier today, and um, the nice lady in the tutorial basically said, so if you're going to do live streams, you should pick a day or a time, and you should absolutely meet that expectation. Well, it's good to have you here at 11 a.m. West Coast time once again. Let's hop into a little Sports Phone Friday, and we'll begin with Mike One Mike, who's up First, once again, Mike, you are the aggressor when it comes to uh, getting into Sports Phone Friday. Good to have you on, man. What's going on? Well, I'm feeling good. You know, the game hasn't even kicked off, and the 49ers have already had a bit of a mini win this week in that the Dallas Cowboys decided to run it back, which means sticking with Mike McCarthy and likely paying Dak Prescott $60 million. And when that is the go-forward plan for the Cowboys, I, as a 49er fan, am quite content. 
Look, I don't know if there's a metric to measure other fan bases' excitement in your personnel decisions, but yeah, why wouldn't you be happy with the, it doesn't feel like it's good enough, it feels like it's been proven time and time again it's not postseason good enough, but you want to run that back, Jerry? You go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> Look, I, I'm a big believer that you don't get rid of a coach who is good, and McCarthy is good. Great to be determined. Good yeah, he's good. But Bill Belichick's better. I mean, I'm not that's not my opinion. I think that that's a fact. That's a working fact. And the fact that they're not even going to bring in Bill for a conversation before they go back to McCarthy, that's a stunner to me too. It really is. Yeah, but we look at Green Bay and I was I was going back and forth on Green Bay because number 1, I mean, in a playoffs that's been thus far defined by weather, it is today 14 degrees in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And so those guys are going to come up to Santa Clara tomorrow and probably feel like they're in spring. So, sure. But at the same time, Green Bay to me feels like exactly like the Lions last year, right? Like a year ahead of schedule, you won a playoff game when nobody expected you to, or you went to the playoffs and you've done well, and you're a year ahead of schedule. You're not going to come in and beat the 49ers, but good for you. It's a great story. And we can all be glad for the Packers that they have moved on from the Aaron Rodgers shit show. Look, it is a great story, but it feels like the story needs to come to an end. And there is, there's an awful lot of evidence of young teams making a nice splash in their playoff debut. And then the reality of the playoff playoffs catch up with these young teams in their second game. And that's hopefully what is exactly in play for the Niners on Saturday. Mike, it's great to talk to you, man. Thank you for being aggressive once again. Good to see you. Enjoy yourself tomorrow as you're watching the game, and hopefully you're back here at the two-minute warning. Good luck, everybody. Thank you very much to Mike One. Mike, great to have him on. Oh, you know what? I pinned a tweet. One of the first chats that I saw today, I guess it's not a tweet, it's a chat, but Michelle Haberman, who when she heard I was doing a show with Haberman earlier in the week, probably thought I'm booked for a show today. It was Guy Haberman. Uh, and then it's Mofo Friday. Just feels like the day before Christmas. And look at this. Her long lost tailgate buddy came up with a ticket. They're doing parking lot Chapino. We're going right to the recipe for uh, Michelle, <laughs> parking lot Chapino. Uh, Michelle, how are you? Oh man, I'm good. I'm great. I, it's like, it really is like the anticipation. And especially like, I got this text late last night from my girl, Julia, and like, we used to tailgate together and it's been years and she's like, I got tickets. And so now like the amp, the level of the anticipation and the excitement is just like up, 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 up. Shout out brother, Julia. Way to come through with the ticks. I, I know. Right. I was like, shut up. So what, what, what's Julia dropping on playoff tickets? Did you even bother asking? I didn't ask her. I'm, I'm going to show up with Pino and booze. Right, right, right. I know, right? Like, just, <laughs> you know, bring the wine and, and, you know, and we're set. We're good. That's awesome. Uh, we got True Blue Forever, who is weighed in, saying that uh, Chapino in the rain tastes like victory. A hundred percent. Hey, man, we did it last year and it worked out for us. So we're running it back. I mean, it's a fisherman's stew, so it should go very well in wet weather and rainy conditions, and hopefully the 49ers will do that. Give me a prediction, Michelle. How do the Niners get it done? How do you think it goes down? Well, you know, clearly, I mean, rain or shine, our run game is just where it's at, and I think that's the place to start for sure. Um, you know, and then throwing in, I mean, Debo Samuel, 
is hyped. He's been hyped all year. This is where he shines. Um, so I'm expecting him to have a great day. Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see some more Kyle Juszczyk. You know, his his wife is getting tons of splash in the news, which is amazing. Isn't that great? I wonder, like, are, are all of her fingers bleeding? She's been so... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. By the way, there's a little bit of the spilkis. How you feeling? Uh, I am finally feeling good, but it, the, the, yeah, the, the, it lingers, it lingers. And then like, this is the most voice I've had in three weeks. Well, I'm glad that you are uh, (laughs) starting to feel a little bit better. I'm ready. I'm I'm glad that you're ready to go play in the rain. Have a great time. And boy, I I hope you're tuned in at that. Well, not at the two minute warning. You're still going to be at the game. I would imagine. I mean, unless, unless, you know, unless we're just kicking ass and taking names, then yeah, I have, I actually have tuned into you on my phone when we're either losing badly, which is really, you know, rare or winning greatly. Um, you know, cause my dad likes to leave early and I like to stay till the, you know, the, there you go. Your dad will bounce on and on. Yeah, But I mean, God, I'm just so, I just remember all of these, uh, you know, the years, babe, way back in the nineties, like you, you mentioned on the show. Um, I think it was yesterday, man, where, where green Bay just, you know, kicked our ass and took, took our lunch box. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, Aaron Rodgers gave you that guaranteed, like you're definitely like, you know, you're. You're definitely uh, gonna fail, but I'll, I'm excited to see Jordan Love, you know, live and in person, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't impress you too much. You I know, know exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that you got double AKs in there. Habe the babe, Lady of the Plus, you are all those things. Michelle, have a great time tomorrow. Stay healthy. All right. Thank you. You too. There she is, Michelle Haberman. But for Jillian herself. Possibly the first lady of the Plus, without a doubt. We love Michelle an awful lot. Uh, we say hello to a man who has changed his name midstream. He is now SF Indigo Co. We met him as Baron Red, but look at him getting all fancy on us. What do you got there, man? So this is what I do. These are the textile arts. I do bandanas with natural indigo and traditional Japanese styles. And so this is called Aboshi Shibori. Okay. I'm doing like minimalist stuff. And so that's what I wanted to, uh, that's what I do. And now I'm trying to sell stuff. So I figured, hey, let's put it out there. You want to get rid of paper towels? You want to get rid of napkins? I got your fix. I haven't bought a paper towel or a napkin in three years. Well, I tell you what. So let's say someone is like, I want to go ahead and help Baron Red here. I want to support my man. He supported me. What, uh, where do we go to look at your merchandise? Plug away, young man. Right now, I am going to be, well, in a couple of weeks, I'm going down to visit my mom. She's got an art gallery in Fresno. I'm going to be selling brick and mortar there and through her web store. So it'll be studio-74, the number, 74.org. Okay. Well, you have to get back to us with that. When that goes live, you let us know, and we'll try to help you move some product. I never got that I'm a tie dyer vibe off of you. I, 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 I'm surprised. What What is this? particular Japanese art that you're chasing down here? I got into Shibori during the lockdowns. Shibori. And then I started, um, yeah, it's the, the the Japanese form of tie-dye. It's like to to, to, to ring or to twist. Okay. Um, there's, also, uh, there's also a gay kink into it, but I'm not into that one. Um, just saying. Hey, uh, but then I started- When you were down uh, with gay kink, we ain't afraid. 
Um, the, the, the founder of the World Shibori Network is actually located in Berkeley. And so she puts on workshops and I started going out to, uh, to Berkeley and she translates between Shibori masters in Japan into English. And we learned their actual like 400, 800 year old techniques and try to put them into practice into more modern terms. Um, and she's trying to expand Shibori from a Japanese only audience to worldwide. And I just got hooked and I'm just, I'm hooked. There is. Like, yeah. When, when, when something speaks to you, you do it. Like Larry and I were talking about during a wake up, you know, this ain't dress rehearsal. You got one life to live, chase those dreams down, do what you want to do, do what gets you off. I like it an awful lot. How do the 49ers get off on the Packers? They're going to the NFC title well, game. How do they get there? Running the ball down their throats. Um, they showed that they can shut down receivers in the passing game. And if, if you don't have any sort of counter, um, running the ball down their throat and being more physical, um, getting pressure on Jordan Love, that dude really impressed me last week. And I am actually a little bit worried because those receivers are fast and can run routes. Um, and so... Uh, we need to put points on the board because they can definitely put points on the board. So running Absolutely. the ball. Look, all I can tell you is that I saw this today. There's only one team with a better way to DVOA than the Packers and it's the Niners. So I think we're going to get an awful lot of offensive firepower in this game, but the tackling should be rested and ready to go. Eric Armstead is the difference between a good run day and a great run day for the Packers. And without a great run day, I don't think they're going to get it done. Baron. Good to see you, man. Glad that you got your right. own little thing. Go, go let it, let us know where we can go ahead and support you when it comes time to oh, actually definitely. start selling. We'll do. There he is. There he is. Baron Take Red. Let him know. He's Indigo. There he is. SF Indigo Co. Great to have him on. Love that you're getting in here. This is Stephen Edwards. What's going on, Stephen Edwards? Hey, Damon. How you doing? Can you hear me all right? I hear you great. Better than anyone. I mean, you sound better <laughs> than a guy at the at the at the drive-through right now with the mic. It sounds real good. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, um, so I moved down to LA about ten years ago. Okay. Uh, but I was listening to you up when I was in Oakland and. Um, just wanted to show some love and been uh, been trying to catch you here on on the YouTubes as much as I can. Uh, working from home, so it makes it a little bit easier. But um, I appreciate that, man. What brought you down to LA? What do you do? I work in animation. Do you really? Like, yeah. Like 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 what kind of animation? What do you do? Uh, when I was at Pixar when I was up in uh, up in Oakland, and then uh, moved down here and was working at Sony. I worked on uh, both of the Into the Spider Verse movies. Um, and really. I'm, yeah, yeah, and so I'm uh, working on a show for Netflix right now. That's so cool, man! I, those Into the Spider Verse movies were—I mean, what is that style of animation even called? It's so unique. I really haven't seen anything quite like the way those movies looked. So, yeah. way to break some ground, man. Yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just a small part of a, a huge team there. You, but, should, uh, you should take full credit for it right now. No one would know the difference. No one would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, you know, I, I grew up a Raiders fan and a Raiders Giants fan. So I'm, I, I'm I'm in the chat a lot of times, you know, being like, what's wrong with the Giants? How come we can't sign anyone? I saw they got the they signed a new pitcher yesterday. So uh, hopefully that pans out for them. But um um, when the, when the Raiders moved to Vegas, I was like, I, I, they, they kind of broke my heart with that. 
Um, of course they did. That that stung. That stung. It's the second time they left you, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and um, it's it's nice watching the 49ers because it looks like a team that knows how to run like a well organization. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm excited for this weekend. I'm excited to see what the 49ers, 49ers are able to do. And, um, you know, don't want to look too far ahead, but it may be a, a rematch of uh, uh, 49ers in, in Baltimore. Steven, with the A's abandoning you, have you taken the four? Uh, did you just say, I'm in now? Niners, it is. Was it hard well, to make that choice? Well, I grew up a Giants fan. So I was a Raiders Giants fan. Right. Um, so I was never really on the A's, even though, you know, I was there in Oakland. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when, when, the, when the Raiders left, I was kind of like, man, I, I actually kind of just stopped watching football for a while. Um, and, uh, through some friends I have down here doing fantasy football and everything like that kind of brought me back in and, and, you know, the, the 49ers, there was always that rivalry between the fan bases. Um, so it was, it was, it's kind of against my nature to, to wholeheartedly root for them. But um, it is cool to see like an organization that just run, runs really well and, and, you know, plays good football. It's amazing how competent looks like a really, really good option when you've gotten so much like incompetence served up to you. Hey, it was great meeting you, Stephen. Thank you for continuing to listen, even though you're down in, in Southern California now that I'm on YouTube. Hopefully that makes it even easier for you. Uh, best of luck with your career, man. Keep cranking Thanks. up some good animation at us. You're doing a hell of a job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, and uh, keep up the great work and I'll be following you as much as I can. Thank you so much, Stephen. Really, really appreciate that. There he is, Stephen Edwards, everybody. Our, we have a talented, talented group, do we not? I mean, we got animators. We got we got Chapino makers. We got tie-dyers. This, this is an interesting group. We knew that going forward. We did. Uh, if you want to get in, uh, people are like, how do I go ahead and get in? I have just put the link to click on in the chat one more time for you. This is Jonas. Jonas will not be, uh, will not, do we have Jonas? Do I have you here? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear Jonas, me? we can't see you, unfortunately, but we can hear you. How are you? Yeah, hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing very well. What can we do for you today? What do you think, think about your 49ers? Okay, okay. So I'm actually calling all the way from Norway. I live in Norway. Um, from Norway? Yeah. Nice. I I love going international. How is it? What time is it in Norway right now? Um, it's eight nineteen p.m. on on Saturday or yeah Saturday Friday. Okay, it's already Saturday for you. No, no, hold on. No, no, no. It's Friday. It's Friday. I'm already thinking because you know how the games are on Sunday. So I'm thinking in that vein. Okay, that fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you were asking about my thoughts about the postseason. See, here's the thing. Here's my thoughts on this postseason. You know how, you know, the, this, they call this, you know, playing up to par. To me, the Niners reaching the Super Bowl would be playing up to par. Would be That would be an acceptable season, reaching the Super Bowl. Winning it would be an amazing season. But to me, they have to win these two home games. Like, they have to. Failure is not an option. And if they do fail to win these two games, it will not be because the other team is more talented. It will be like a Dallas kind of situation where the team comes in, looks unprepared, and, you know, gives the other team a big lead and suddenly you can't catch up. To me, Shanahan has to make make sure the team is prepared because 
these two, three teams that are left, they're not going to out-talent the Niners. The only way they can beat them is if the Niners beat themselves. That's my honest opinion. I'm talking about like three teams. I think you're onto it, man. I, I really do. I think the Niners are the best team left on their side of the bracket. They have the burden of you better be in the Super Bowl. It's hung over them all year. And then the way that the playoffs broke around them, you even have to double down on that. Now, I'm all for reason. I'm all for, you know, saying that, well, of course, defeat is an outcome that could happen. But in this case, it's not an acceptable outcome. Take your shot in the Super Bowl, but you better damn well get there. And that's the way this looks. It's the way it's felt, and it looks and feels like that even more now, knowing all that we know around it. The health of the team, the opponent that's coming in, the experience versus their lack of experience. It's really something else. Jonas, I think it's something else that uh, if I were on radio today, I'm guessing that signal would not have reached Norway. It's incredible no. that we're on. Yeah. It's incredible we're talking to each other from halfway around the planet from each other. I'm still amazed by technology every time. So thank you so much, man. Great to have you on. And uh, Jürgen Flergen to you and everyone in Norway. Thank you. I'll just give my prediction. My prediction is Niners 37, Packers 24. You got it directly from Norway, everybody. 37-24. Jonas, thank you very, very much for joining us. Jonas from Norway. I like that. I like that. We 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 talking to freaking Olaf and Frozen. How exciting is that? Let it go, Postman in Capitola. It's a little bit more in our neighborhood. What's going on, Postman? Wait, hold on. I got something for you. I know you like it more than anybody. Oi, 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 What's up, E Bruce? How are you, pal? Good, good. I appreciate your mom uh, recognizing Capitola as you're driving down uh, Highway One. Headed to Monterey. That was awesome. My, my my lady got a kick out of that. What was funny too is it was actually there was like two postal trucks who went past us right as she she's like, "Don't you know a mailman in Capitola?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, we do, Mom. Yes, we do." <laughs> it was funny. I was off that day, and I thought about running down to Monterey to bump into you, but uh, um, I was like, ah, "I better not do that. Let's just leave uh, D. Bruce and the family alone." So what do you got? Uh, what do you got for for this weekend? How does tomorrow feel to you? What are you handicapping? What do you like? <clears throat> you know, I was just running around, uh, running some errands, and uh, was listening to Bill Simmons. Actually, he's actually got me a little nervous now. He's he was more talking about the point spread at ten points being a little too much. He had Peter Schrager on from the NFL Network, and. Schrager was, you know, trying to convince him that, hey, you know, the Niners have three weeks basically of rest, and they're going to come out all cylinders, um, healthy, and ready to go. So, um, anxiously a little nervous, but I'm feeling pretty confident in the team and the rest that they've had and Kyle and the gang getting it, getting it together. I mean, there's a couple of interesting things in play here. I want to keep on coming back to this. Somebody shared this with me. I think that this is amazing. And this is the difference between experience and a lack of experience. Sometimes a lack of experience means you got nothing to fear. You don't even know what you're walking into, so you play loose and fancy free. I think that sure. that can happen in week one. <clears throat> I think in week two of a playoff run, it's a little bit different. How about this? Here's a fact about how kind of amazing and it has scheduled the Packers are in considering their lack of experience, including years. 
where we've had expansion teams. So new franchises due to the CBA allowing veteran trades or expansion teams and all that stuff. The 2023 Packers offense has less cumulative career games played than any roster across all teams in the Super Bowl era. So they're not just young. They're historically young, not in terms of age even, but career snaps, games played on that entire offensive side of the ball. And if the 49ers defense can't find an advantage there, again, shame on them. They need to win this game. It has to happen. Without a doubt. And Schrager pointed that out too. And he's like, they were actually the youngest team ever to win an NFL playoff game. Um, So it's crazy. So they are an up-and-coming team. And, you know, it's not – I'm anxiously nervous, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And 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 I'm you can't look past them. They have to be ready. Absolutely. I t- I, you know, Greg Popovich, an appropriate level of fear. And I think the Niners got that. I just I think that they sound like they're walking into this in the right headspace. And more importantly, there is but one name on the entire injury report. Cleveland Farrell is out. Everyone sure. else is in. And that means the 49ers need to put this in the win column. Postman, always great to see you, brother. Uh, how, how, uh, how? By the way, I know that we gave a pre-Christmas um, tip your postman uh, message out there. Did it go to heart? Did you get tipped out well this past holiday? This wasn't my my greatest holiday tipping, um, but it was very lucrative. Good. Just, un- just under 1,000 with my 600 customers. A couple bottles of wine. Um Lots of gift cards, very nice uh, cookies and, and candies. Uh, you know, it's all gravy. It's uh, it's much appreciated. Awesome, postman. I'm glad they're taking care of you. You take care of everyone out there. Thank you, my friend. Good to talk hey, to you. There, Bruce, I, have, I have one quick question. Yes, I going back to your old days in the radio. I I, I kind of now that you're doing this end of this, I really I really enjoy this and and one on one with us, the Plusers, and then you know your interviews this week. Uh, you had Ethan Sherwood Strauss. You had uh, the guy from uh, Bart Winkler. Um, yeah, Haberman. Um, yeah, it's been a good. So week. I really, I really love that one-on-one when you're doing that because it really brings out the best in you, I think. Um, but I had a radio question about, and I know the sports director really kind of controls what's going on, and this is more pertains to nine to five seven the game because I still am loyal to uh, Willard and Dibs. But I, I every time I log into the to their uh, YouTube page, I always give them the thumbs down be, just because of just for you, just for them letting you go. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of silly that way. But I had a question about taking phone calls from the from the callers on Wednesday. Mark gave out the phone number eight times, and they didn't take a single caller, and which is what drives me crazy now. But radios, these guys just go back and forth and don't even interact with the audience, which is why I really appreciate this because. You're able to interact with the chatters and then this this Friday thing. Well, I'll How just tell you work? right now, if they weren't taking calls, it's because no call came in. Okay. And one of the reasons why no call came in is because people just aren't listening to the radio like they used to. I mean, it's just it, the, the audience is smaller than they can even imagine or they even fear. I get it. And it's going to continue to go in that direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, look. I'm never going to be a fan of Willard and Dibbs because they replaced me, but I'm also a fan of Willard and Dibbs. I think (laughs) Mark runs a good show. Dan is a good guy to be going back and forth with. I got nothing against those guys. I wish them the very best. I really do. It sucks that they had to replace me, but I'm always happy for their success because they're good at what they do and they care and they don't mail it in and they're not unqualified the way that you hear so many unqualified voices 
on the radio these days, but if you hear a host give out a phone number eight times and no phone call comes in, makes sense. It's not because they're just getting picky or forgetting that the phone number came out. They you yeah. go to that call when it comes in. So it, it's just the four hours of two guys going back and forth where it's just like you guys are just beating a dead horse, and then I'm kind of like, I'm good. You guys have you know gone over this over and over and well, over. Well, and that's the thing. Look, I did. The movie The Godfather wasn't four hours long. Gone with the Wind isn't four hours long. The Sound of Music isn't the four hours long. Why should there no show should be four hours long? You're officially wasting people's time at some point in time, which is another reason why I like being over here because we can keep it short, sweet, to the point, and not drag anyone through content because, hey, we're on the air to six o'clock and that's just the way it goes. Totally. You can hear the shows that are struggling to get through shows. At least my ear tells me. Without a doubt. You know, hey, I, promise, tired of I promise you every six weeks, it's my long weekend. So I, I'm, I'm here every every six weeks on a Friday for a sports, sports phone to, to get in with you. I appreciate we'll, everything you're doing. We'll see you in six weeks from now, Postman. Good to talk right, to buddy. you. All right, there okay. he is. Yeah, when you put out the number and you don't take the call, that be, that means the call's really not coming from inside the house anymore. I believe this is true right here. Erwin, four hours degrades the quality of programming. Yeah, you're stretching it. You, everything gets stretched. Sometimes things need to be marinated in. Other times you should get through it quickly. Again, just because something is interesting doesn't make it a great topic. And I think that that's where radio trips up on itself an awful lot. Um, and look at the way that we consume media these days. It's, you know, outside of shows that you're power watching, you don't do anything for four hours in media these days. It just, that doesn't exist. It's just, it's a different world. We're happy to be in this world with Donald. Donald, thank you very much for joining me, sir. How are you? Doing well. I uh, just got a couple compliments real quick and an eventual question. Um, I had a, a couple of favorite shows that you have done from way back when, like I one of them, when Boogie Cousins signed with the Warriors, your reaction to that was awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I was right about them winning a title automatically. True. But, that's boy, true. that was a fun night on the radio. It absolutely was. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that one. Uh, when Star-Lord came on, you're like, Star-Lord, Chris Pratt? What? That, that was, was big. That was big when we had that, what's the most famous person you can get on the radio? That He won. That, that was that we. He was the biggest star without a doubt. When you can when you can get an Avenger on your show, it's a big big moment. And then uh, my 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 one most favorite one that I still use today is uh, when the Warriors signed Corey Maggette and you referred to him as the Yellow Starburst. Like he was just good enough to be in the Starburst pack, but wasn't uh, good enough to be a. Uh, to, to be good enough to be a, an all-star. Or he, of all the starbursts, we'll get to the yellow one last. Is exactly. the way I guess I looked at it. With, with, of course, the draft order being cherry, pink, orange, yellow. Exactly. That's the way exactly. it goes. But, Donald, thank you for keeping those mental notes. The <laughs> fact that I've done anything in my career that stands out to you uh, is, is a compliment. Thank you very, very much. Uh, the other thing is, is you kind of been uh, on the podcast before. I mean, uh, on 1050, you had a... Uh, they would uh, Apple podcast you. And so like uh, they, we could stream your shows after after you did them, whatever, an hour or two later. So when I was at work, you know, I could listen to you at then or on the way home, I could listen to you then. 
Um, so that was just kind of the cool thing. You kind of in podcasting before the podcast. That's right. That's yeah. The, the, the difference is, is I don't have a producer posting that I do it when the show is <laughs> over now. That's the big difference there. Um, but I'm glad that you are here. I'm honored that you've been listening for that many years. I mean, if you can pick up Corey McGetty references, you've been <laughs> listening for a really long time and I'm honored by that, Donald. Thank you. Uh, the Niners, you know, uh, so so my, my main question now, I guess, yes. is uh, everything's worked out for the Niners. You know, their schedule worked out, their bye worked out, uh, their rest has worked out. Um, you know, they get the extra day, they work, they play Saturday, and then eventually they'll play on Sunday when they play whatever the Bucks. And then, uh, you know, Super Bowl, they'll be in Ca uh, basically California, Las Vegas. So, like, everything's kind of worked out perfectly. Uh, so my eventual question is, uh, will the rain play a factor uh, and how much they dominate uh, the Packers this weekend. Yeah, I think it helps them. I really do. I think that the Niners are going to win this game on the ground, and you're going to stay on the ground probably a little bit more than you'd be in the air. Like, I don't think Shanahan is going to suffer from too cute, but Shanahan is constantly looking to set up something. He goes away from what's working to set up the next thing that might work. And I, I really mean it. I want to guarantee you a win if there are 40 carries for the 49ers. So I think whatever keeps Shanahan feeding McCaffrey, feeding Elijah Mitchell, feeding Debo, that's the best way to win this game. And if the weather motivates Kyle to do that, I think that that's the right place to motivate from. I, Brock Purdy hits one or two big play action passes. Those are the chunk plays that I think are going to be there, that they're going to find when they need them. But I, I want this to be a ground game for the yeah. Niners. And I think that that's the best way to go about beating the Packers because they don't tackle well. They don't do well after the point of contact. So that's where I would that's where I would park it. But I'm just talking. Oh, look at that. Look at I put that. it on my phone. The stickers on the phone. Donald, checks in the mail, brother. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thanks, you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. There he is. Donald, my man. Thank you, Donald. That's great. By the way, Kim Schaefer, who worked in radio, is right about this. It's too long and the hosts are bored of repeating themselves. A four-hour show, let's just be, a three-hour show is a straight-up, easy-to-see, a beginning, a middle, and an end. With a four-hour show, you have a beginning, you have two middles, and then an end. It's just too much. And if you're asking someone like, I hope you're listening to the entire thing. If I, like, I always had a theory that I'm not doing a four hour show. I'm doing a two hour show twice. Like that's the way I would cut it up. I would go, here's the, here's the crux of the show. Here's the main topic. We're going to explore it. Here's the other thing. Here's the interview. And then we go back to the very beginning again at that two-hour mark. Now, it might be repetitive to some people, but you will have, have to have been listening for two hours before it starts getting repetitive. So that's the way I always handled a four-hour show. But to handle a three-hour show takes no strategy at all. It's a natural beginning, a middle, and an end. But of course, to have a three-hour show, that means you have to hire one more show and no radio station can afford to do that anymore because their entire business model has disintegrated in the same way that well, I guess Sports Illustrated has. The other news today is that Sports Illustrated is done. Where's my Kathy Ireland, she reigns in Spain, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? That's the one we'll hold dear and sacred, I guess. The um, 
The Ryan Sandberg rolling a seven. I remember that when a, a major leaguer making $7 million a year was offensive. That's a middle infielder now. Um, this is Johnny Dunn. Johnny, again, your picture's not coming up. I think we might have your audio, though. Are you there, Johnny? No Johnny Dunn. Sorry, Johnny. But look, this is, uh, this is cool. It's cool that we get to do this. We talked to someone in Norway. I've never taken a phone call from Norway when I've been at a radio station. So that's pretty cool. 95.7 and KMBR don't do radio more. They're like investment banking and scamming people. Well, I will tell you, as one is going through bankruptcy and the other is probably close to considering it as well, um, there's no doubt that is more of a an equation for accountants than it is truly built to deliver the best content to an audience anymore. The audience has become irrelevant. And when the audience becomes irrelevant, it's never good. It's never good. You know, all they're looking to do is sell advertising. If you are, if you are advertising, okay, it, let's say you have a product, you are selling widgets and you want to get your widget into the hands of people that you think are going to be most interested in buying your widget, there is a level of finding that person on the internet. There is so much direct marketing and advertising to be done to where you're not just broadcasting your advertisement, you're narrowcasting it at your prospective customer. And that is why YouTube and advertising over here is killing radio. If you were in charge of running an advertising campaign and you said, instead of spending half the money to specifically target an audience on the internet, instead of spending twice the money to just throw out a big blanket of, is anybody out here interested in this? You should be fired immediately. You should be fired immediately. Anyone buying advertising on the radio in 2024, God bless you, you're doing it the wrong way. You're doing it the wrong way. And that is why newspapers went away. Because what, Craigslist killed the classifieds. And when they couldn't go out and sell classified ads, it cut the budget in half. Radio can't sell advertising anymore. And it's not because... The product that they deliver has changed that much or our commuting habits have changed that much. It's because the nature of advertisement has changed that much. Only a moron would throw out a massive, geez, you know, so I'm selling, uh, let's say uh, I'm, I'm selling breast pumps. And I'm going to sell breast pumps to everybody. Well, not everybody's in the breast pump market. What you want is brand new first-time mothers. And you can specifically target brand new first-time mothers on the internet in the way that you could never do it on the radio. So um, it's just a different world that we're living in. And it's taking out old media in dramatic fashion, newspaper, magazine, radio. I mean, this, the, this news about Sports Illustrated is, is a slow-moving train. I mean, you could feel this coming for years now. They were telling you that Sports Illustrated was about to die. Well, I guess today is the day that it died. And that does. It hurts my old-fashioned heart. My radio heart bleeds 
for an industry I once loved and cared for very much. But things done changed, and they've changed to the point where it doesn't matter if I love it or care about it anymore. They in trouble. Let's say hello to the 49ers Ultimate Report. There's a guy who cares about the 49ers. What's going on, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, John. It's great to have you. Let's jump right in. Why are the 49ers going to beat the Packers? Um, I think the reason why the 49ers are going to beat the Packers is because when we play the Packers in 2019, I know they're, they're two different teams, but Raheem Mostert ran on that defense. And we got Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is a better uh, running back than Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert was a good running back for the 49ers. And if if it's going to be raining and the weather reports that it's going to be raining out here, uh, we're going to be running the ball. Um, last week, you know, the Packers played a Cowboys team, which I had a lot of question marks. And I, and I was actually confirmed. I don't know why the Cowboys win a lot of games and they always play horrible in the playoffs. So uh, the Packers... Um, they're going to be a very tough team, you know, to be completely honest, they'll be a very tough team for the 49ers. They're not going to walk in there and they're going to roll over. They're going to play tough on us, but uh, running the ball is Kyle Shanahan's specialty. And uh, that's how we're going to win the game uh, running the football. I agree. I, I really agree. I think it's the easiest path to victory. This is not an evaluation of any trust level at all in Brock Purdy. Um, do what finds you in the win column and keep on doing it. And I just think that running the ball is the way to go. Everything about it is pointing at that. If the Niners are looking at it, they have to see that too. The Packers have to know what's coming in a strange way. You know, when Larry and I were talking about this on Wake Up, he basically he kept on saying that the team liked the plan. Uh, if the plan is something other than run the ball down the Packers' throat, I'm going to be surprised by that plan. I really am. I think it's what gets this team to hosting the NFC title game faster than any other element of offensive football. So let's see if it happens. Great to have you on. When are you, when are you on again today? Uh, in about an hour, I'm going to be doing a show. Uh, so people just type in right, right there my name, 49ers Ultimate Report. It's easy to find. Uh, so I'm going to be doing the show. But uh, can I say something really quickly? Uh, quickly? Sure, John. Uh, about the, you know, the, the, the media. So when I started YouTube uh, in 2021, you know, there was like nobody on the platform that was talking 49ers. And there are a few people who spoke 49ers football and then everybody just jumped in. And I said, you know, something very controversial before I was even anyone important on YouTube. I said, watch how the media is going to change and people are going to hop on YouTube and look what you have done in a, you know, you are actually very authentic and you set you you say something every time that I'm very happy you say that fans like me who grew up I, I grew up playing sports I grew up as a kid I, you know I, I had a big sports background I worked in sports and listening to all these you know podcasters it seems that they are just trying to get clicks so you here makes my heart you know very happy that you oh, tell it thanks, how it man. is and you don't care if you know someone doesn't like it and you are absolutely right and you know you're changing the game yeah you and larry you know I, I wasn't a huge larry fan until you started and he started he started making sense maybe because uh larry you know used to be one of those guys who he's associated and now uh he's actually you know like oh my gosh like they actually know stuff so thank you very much for for you doing this i really appreciate it 
Well, it means an awful lot, man. Thank you very much. And and thanks for being able to spot the difference between trying to generate an honest conversation and then just trying to generate interest. I think that there's a big difference. The amount of people who can't even see that blurred line anymore, it's it's sad. Um, thank you very much for, for, for the compliment. It means a lot to me. Thank you, John. And have, have a good, uh, good Friday and shout out to everyone in the chat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, John. That's very nice. I look, I, again, there are, I call it people who grew up going to the Stephen or the, uh, the, the, the Skip Bayless school of sports journalism. I hate that school. I hate that. Let me just say some inflammatory shit and see how much of the forest it can actually burn down for me. I've never been that kind of guy. No, I've said things that have been outrageous and have absolutely gotten attention and people in trouble and all that stuff. But it just happened naturally. It was never designed that way. And again, the amount of people who just like, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so deeply offended by what I just heard. Go fuck yourself. Who cares about your level of offense on anything? You have no right to an unoffended life. If you don't like something, just sit there, shut your mouth and not like it. You don't have to share the fact, oh, I don't like that to the whole world. Now I need to let the entire world know how little I like that. I'm so outraged. I'm so upset. I'm so offended. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really? Really? It, it, it's just... People have actually been sold a bill of goods that how they feel about something is something that everyone needs to know about. We don't need that. We don't need that. I don't need to know what all random people think about all topics, whether they be qualified to speak on topic or not. Kim, radio has been nothing but appeasing shareholders for over a decade now. The audience is absolutely, absolutely the least important part of the equation. And that's why the audience is diminished. You know, they can, they can, they can tell. They, the, the audience knows when, hey, I used to get something over here that was really, really good. Now it's not as good as it used to be. Like, you know that this hamburger patty used to be thicker and juicier, but now it's gone from 12 ounces to eight ounces and it's, and they're actually charging me more for it. You can't fool your consumers. You can't fool smart consumers and sports consumers are some of the smartest consumers out there. Content is last. You're right. Kim, con quality content does not matter. If you offered, I mean, this is the sad state of media. If you walked up to any program director in the country and said, what if I could offer you the smartest, most educational conversation on this topic, or I can offer you an element of this topic that will bring you the most amount of attention possible. We all know what they're choosing. Do you want a smart, nuanced adult conversation or do you want to feed the belly of outrage and bask in the attention that that gets you? 
we all know who's going to win that argument. Not even nine out of 10 times. That's now 10 out of 10 times. We see this in our sports. We see this in our politics. We see this, we see this everywhere. It sucks. Johnny Dunn says, sorry, Damon. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that, um, uh, that, uh, that, 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 that it wasn't able to come through. I saw you there, Johnny. Didn't happen. Maybe it was bad connection. Maybe you should move to Norway. Maybe Norwegians have an easier time getting in than you did. I don't know. Smiley Dan, no more Sports Illustrated. Have we checked in on Kathy Ireland yet? See, that was an important cover that affected the uh, the libido for a lot, lot of guys my age. They saw Kathy Ireland and they said, hey, now. God, that was a hot cover. She looked great. It, it was. Here's the thing. It's all about those eyes, man. You get lost in Kathy's eyes. God, she looked beautiful. Chef A is like, hey, did, did, I, did I miss something? Marinate? Are we marinating? No, we're not officially marinating anything, but thank you. Uh, Mountain Cat says, Peter Jackson's Get Back documentary was four days long. Well, I mean, there's a big difference between let's talk about this game, which will come and go, and let's talk about the Beatles and their last album ever and the recording process. I'll tell you, the... There were moments of the whole Beatles documentary that got... That I, I watched the whole thing. I'm not even a huge, huge Beatles fan, but it's the Beatles. So, you, you know, let's see this, this. The two things that stuck with me is how absolutely not responsible for the breakup of the Beatles Yoko Ono is. Yoko did nothing wrong. Yoko sat there quietly in the corner reading a newspaper, not bothering anybody the entire time. Yoko is not the enemy of Beatles fans. Number one. Number two, the coolest part of the whole thing was watching Paul McCartney literally pull the song Get Back out of thin air. Like he'd been working on this idea. He sits down. He's kind of playing it for George and Ringo and, and they're listening and John's listening a little bit. And the next thing you know, in the next three minutes, Paul McCartney is basically pulled Get Back right out of thin air and he's writing one of the most identifiable Beatles songs in real time right in front of you. And it's like, holy shit, we're watching this happen. That was cool. But it was long. It was long. You know, I don't think we should have a, a big, long show here when I'm talking about how much other shows waste your time, right? <laughs> that would seem to be a little hypocritical. Uh, what do we got here, though? What do we got? I think we're good. I think we're good. I'm scanning for any super chats that might have missed. Um, I get a little surprise coming up for you a little bit later on, and I hope you keep uh, checking the channel out because a video will be posted a little bit later on. And no, this is not Sportsbane, but Sportsbane did directly address members uh, of the initiated just yesterday. So if you are a member, there is a Sportsbane video waiting, just waiting for you. Um, thank you so much for being a part of today. And I can tell you that there will be a little bit more today. A surprise, an old friend will probably be sitting right here at some point in time. And no, it's not Ray Ratto. But that's something to keep an eye on a little bit later on. Thank you to everyone who is in here. Um, 
Just Tyra Banks getting a shout out. Joe Schmo, Tyra Banks. Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Yeah. Tyra had Tyra, Tyra had a fastball. I've been listening to sports radio for as long as I can remember, and I truly appreciate your transparency, Damon. Rock up. Rick, Rick, rock ice up, son. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. And look, even Jillian wants to wish you all a very, very happy Friday. Uh, Mofo Friday here on the Plus. Another successful one in. Another very successful sports phone Friday as well. It better be a successful Saturday night for the 49ers. Join me at the two-minute warning. 49ers, Packers, two-minute warning. We'll see you then. And uh, a little bit later on today, we'll have a little something for you as well. But thank you so much for tuning in. We want to, as always, thank our sponsors. My goodness, my pal Ike, the most delicious sandwich you're going to eat all week long. Go get yourself a sandwich at Ike's. Oh, you know what? It is good for ball, bad for ball Friday. Let's make this one simple, Uncle Boys. I gotta be honest, I totally forgot about it for a second there. Good for ball, beating the Packers. Bad for ball, Sports Illustrated doesn't exist and losing to the Packers. So one of those is a reality, the other one better not be. Thank you so much, Uncle Boys, for keeping the love of Michael Urban alive. And we want to say thank you very much to my post-game and Damon sponsor, Dr. Paul Hughes. But again, get yourself a burger at Uncle Boys, get yourself a sandwich at Ike's, and get yourself back to the Plus a little bit later today for a special guest and tomorrow at the two-minute warning. And on 9 a.m. Sunday morning, it's Wake Up. We'll be back at it on 8 a.m. on Monday morning as well, as Larry and I are taking over mornings one morning at a time. And we thank you so much for tuning in. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.